welcome back to Transform with Tara. You've probably noticed um, a few episodes I don't have my jingle anymore. It just feels a little bit out of alignment at the moment. So I might add a new one. I might not. But hey, I'm just going with the flow here. Anyway, today I have another amazing guest on the podcast today. I'm joined by Sarah Flynn, who is a coach, mentor and guide helping women with their womb and divine feminine awakening journeys. She's the founder of Soul Savvy Collective, which runs online and in-person spiritual events, retreats and meetups. And I just had to get Sarah on because this is a woman who truly isn't afraid of tearing her life down in order to rebuild it over and over again, but building it on layers of authenticity, power, trust, and really being truly within her divine feminine. Her story is so empowering and she really inspires me to keep the faith in the universe and within myself and that within our mess is truly our magic. I know you will have so many aha moments within this episode. So yeah, here we go. I have Sarah Flynn here, a woman fully in her divine feminine, and I just cannot wait to hear her journey. So without further ado, hello, Sarah, welcome. Oh, hi, Tara. This is so exciting. I'm really, really, really excited to have this conversation with you and your gorgeous listeners today. And you know what? I'm always an open book. And I very much was saying just before to Sarah, when you've been following someone for two years and then you're like, ah, they're on my podcast. I feel like such a fangirl. Um, and I'm very open about saying things like that. Um, but yeah, to my listeners, um, you know, for anyone who doesn't know you, um, I know everyone has that kind of, this is what I do, blah, 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 blah. But I would love to know not about just what you do and who you help, but just about you, you know, like, what do you enjoy? What are your hobbies? That kind of stuff. Oh yeah, happily, happy to talk. Um, yeah, so I'm Sarah Flynn. Uh, professionally, I go by the name of like a womb and divine feminine awakening mentor, coach, guide, ceremonial space holder. I mean, I think we're like multifaceted, multidimensional beings. So trying to cram it all into one label never quite feels right. But I would say that I have devoted consciously my life the past five years to you know spiritual awakenings understanding higher consciousness understanding um divine feminine it brings me back to divine feminine every single time whether I like it or not that's the the way the spiral keeps going and I keep coming back to deeper layers of devotion to myself and therefore you know being able to deeply devote myself to service and feel deeply connected to other humans and the earth and a greater mission and so on um so yeah that is what I do which is a huge part of my passion I feel like you know that is my passion and that is my purpose um but also outside of that I'm a dog mum a a self-obsessed dog mum um I've got a sausage dog she's my absolute world and best friend I spend a lot of time in nature these days after, you know, prioritizing my life to be that way. So I love to go to the Lake District, climb some mountains, get out in community, connect with other people. Um, I also love to dance. Like before, before we went into the lockdowns and everything, I was going to burlesque classes, which was super fun, sexy and empowering. Do need to get back to that. Um, and also salsa was super fun and good um, for confidence and everything as well. Um, but that all kind of shifted when we went into lockdown. I fell out of flow with that, which actually um, became the, the moment that I started to channel more intuitive movement medicine at home. So, you know, there was a gift in all of that. And then that became part of my calling and everything as well. So, yeah, it's a little about me. Oh, just so beautiful. I listen to so many podcasts where we hear the 
introduction to what the person does um but I love you know now people can really connect okay sausage dog you know nature balesta dancing you know it's the same with me when I let people know that I love Harry Potter it's a real thing you know when other people love it it's like they can connect on a different level than just you know the bigger topic so I mean it's such I know your journey and it's such an amazing journey so can you kind of take us back to where it all began in terms of business and and growth and how divine feminine ended up I suppose finding you or the remembrance of it because I know you didn't wake up one day and say right divine feminine here we go it's obviously been a journey so I'd love for everyone to hear that your journey and um the kind of big and the big moments I suppose in your life and a lot of the ego deaths and potentially dark nights of the soul and you know share as much as you want to share because it's just so interesting and I know that this is going to massively help people who are feeling similar so um yeah take it away yeah of course I mean what I will say is definitely the transformation is real you mentioned ego deaths and wow I am definitely just not even like anywhere close to the person that I was five years ago and I still love you know all of those aspects of me back then um but the the transformation like the difference of how I feel inside is real like it's fascinating isn't it you just think yeah like five like earthly years have passed but it feels like five lifetimes (laughs) inside of my inner world um so yeah I guess you know to take you back to where this consciously started for me and I'm, I'm gonna say consciously because in my life prior to say my big first spiritual awakening I was definitely always open-minded and dabbling in different things and a creative person but I guess I never connected that to spirituality as such back in the day it was just kind of like my natural way of being and then five years ago that the pivotal moment for me was I was 28 Saturn return if you know anything about astrology then typically aged approximately 28, we go through what's called a Saturn return, which will be where we question the life path that we're on. We're forced to like reflect on some of the decisions that we've made and anything that isn't in alignment for the next season of our life must crumble and fall away. Mm. Saturn return can be a very purifying time, transformative time. And it certainly was for me. I found myself aged 28, living in Barcelona, Spain. I was in a long-term 11-year relationship, which I was super unfulfilled in. I'd devoted my life to a career that was not the truth of who I am. I was actually a building surveyor and in a very masculine-oriented, you know, industry. And even the community and kind of like the people that I had around me at that time, not a direct reflection of me. And I just found myself in this place of like really craving depth and a deeper connection that went beyond the surface level stuff with people Um, and I didn't feel like I was getting it from any of the people around me I didn't feel like this hunger was getting satisfied in my relationship my career like any of the things so I did what we all do I started to like question and search for answers I felt super lost super isolated super disconnected all of the things and I was super resistant to spirituality, got to share that, because 
A um, little bit of backstory. Growing up, my mum was always super spiritual and open. She's quite psychic. Uh, my dad wasn't. He was in the army and very, you know, this is that and that is that. And there's just no in between. And I took the role. I took on a lot of my dad's energy. So I used to be like, yeah, mum's crazy. Like, we don't mess with that. <laughs> you know, she was like the bonkers one and you didn't yeah anything like your mom you wanted to be successful and ambitious and driven just like your dad yeah um so yeah I don't know I kind of like had this moment of like right realization you've been doing everything that your dad wants you to do like your whole life you're 28 you know you, you you've took the career path that like you decided with your dad like you're in a relationship that's approved of by your dad like all of this stuff I'm like this hasn't really got me anywhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anything I feel like, you know, this isn't the truth of who I am and I feel super disconnected. So I kind of remember actually just having this realization of you've tried it your dad's way all of this time. I wonder if there's something in the way that your mum lives. I wonder if like you've got nothing to lose. Maybe we could just try getting into this spirituality energy stuff. So I started with the book Light is the New Black by mm. Rebecca Campbell. That found me. I found it whatever way. And it was that book that kind of opened me up to putting some trust and faith into something much greater than me. Um, I did one simple task in there where I think she says, just do this light source and meditation for 21 days and see how your life shifts. And I did. I committed to that light source and meditation for 21 days. I started to pray for strength, for clarity, for direction. And of course, you ask and it's given. So within that time frame, I had a full blown visualization in which my clarity was gifted to me. So I, I basically saw myself, you know, on a stage and like empowering women and creating women's circles. And I saw in that vision how much. I'd rejected the feminine in my life and how it was now my purpose and my calling going forwards to heal my relationship to the feminine and then go forwards passing on everything that I learned. And so I kind of just had this like literal 10 second visualization where like the whole universe opened up and this purpose dropped in. And then I was like, I know what to do now. And as soon as I had that, I literally picked up my things, packed up my life in Barcelona flew home maybe a few weeks later and never returned and started my life over um, in the UK. So that was that was probably the most pivotal time which set me onto this path. And then it's just continued to unravel like that every year. What I've what I've kind of noticed with my path over the last five years, and you'll you'll notice this as well, Tara, is like you know, we go through the seasons of death and rebirth, you know, life, death, rebirth. And every single year or every single season or cycle that I've been in has just took me deeper into initiations of divine feminine. So yeah, it's like one of those things like, you know, I don't consciously choose it. It just keeps bringing me back into deeper layers. And through, of course, the lessons that we learn along the way I always say our mess becomes our magic and so essentially you know going on this 
awakening path and journey and just trust in whatever unfolds. I've made plenty of mess along the way, but within that mess, I've always discovered the gift in it and then realized it's part of my path. So I guess this the second pivotal moment on my journey, just to, to bring this fully complete so people understand the work that I do and why that I do it, is um, the second part of my journey was about connecting to the womb. And how I reached that place was because I had my awakening in Barcelona. I got super excited about empowering women and connecting this, creating this community and retreats and coaching and all of this stuff. So I went full force into the business and into the vision. And about two and a half years in, I hit burnout um, at the point because I thought I fell into old habits of rejecting the feminine, prioritizing the masculine, disconnecting from my body, not nourishing myself, all of the stuff. Um, and, and I hit a burnout and was called into the womb then. That's how I then discovered something not right with the body. I'm getting called deeper within. I'm going to go through a darkness, which was fine, but it needed, it needed to be navigated for me to also understand that the deeper teachings of the divine feminine is, you know, yeah, you know, the passion, the purpose, the creativity, the love, all of the light stuff. But then equally, I needed to go and alchemize the dark feminine, the womb, the transmutation of fear, pain, past lives, all of that stuff as well, to then, you know, feel into that like embodied space on the other side. Oh, it's it's just such a story. And I actually got really emotional when you were talking about you still found that you were rejecting the feminine, like you'd been given this amazing vision, you know, packed up your life in Barcelona, uh, the 11 year relationship, I'm assuming as well. Was was that everything at the, the, the community, thing. the relationship, the, the career went like I'm talking everything. We went stripped it all the way back. Yeah. And yeah. Over. <laughs> yeah. And so so with all of that you got given this beautiful vision, but I suppose if you'd been 28 years living a certain way, it was gonna take over. So in those first two and a half years um, in your business, did you, know, did you know that you were falling into the old habits or was the vision so great with the, the retreats and, and the coaching and everything that you were blind to it? I think it was definitely a mixture of both in the sense of, I'll tell you now, like I achieved in those first two and two and a half years, things that I thought would take me five years because yeah. the energy was there. And I just, you know, I got a business mentor on board. I was supported. I had my community. I was looking after myself. Like I, I was doing all of the things. So like I was excited. I was passionate. So, you know, that energy is contagious. So things kind of just took off mm. because it was all aligned and it was go, go, go how so you know that really pulled me forwards but then the difficult thing about that especially when you're new in business I think we learn as we go along um the difficult thing about that was then I was on this treadmill mm. and then I felt like I couldn't get off and so the the creative and then then I started to get tired and depleted and I was learning my boundaries in terms of how many clients to take on and how many offerings to put on at the same time by this point I had a team I had all of these different things like pulling energy from me and of course the imbalance then crept in that I wasn't nourishing myself in the way that I was in the beginning I'd taken on way more and committed to way more than I could handle 
Um, and so then it became more of a, a fear. So, so we're either led by fear or, or, or faith and love, right? And I'd say I started off fully in faith and was like, go, 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 go. This is my vision, passion, purpose. But then, you know, it became a, I want to say monster of its own. Like, obviously I don't mean it in that way, but it just yeah. it expanded so fast that then I was like, oh, now I'm scared to stop. Okay. Now I'm scared that we've got momentum. If I stop, we're going to lose all of this. Um, also the creative energy, like the creations were no longer coming from inspiration that they, they were beginning to feel more forced because I was like, I've got people who want me to keep creating. Um, and so that's when it was kind of like, so something needs to shift and pivot because I'm exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have nothing left to give. Um, and so my, my body was the signal that got me to stop and the universe had to get real loud with me because I was not listening. Yeah. But that's the thing I think that, and I'd really love you to explain for anyone listening, I just thinking we're talking about this stuff, but for anyone new to it, what is an ego death? Because you have to hit burnout for you to be able to see another side. Um, what is it? What does it mean when it's an ego death um, in your life in terms of spirituality? Yeah, I love this question. <laughs> I feel like I go through them on the daily. <laughs> <laughs> My definition of, of an ego death is, say, where we've been full steam ahead, attached to a story, or a label, some kind of identity that we've given meaning to. Mm-hmm. And we've defined ourselves around that thing. So best example of that that comes straight to mind is at the time that I was at burnout, uh, but not listening to my body, I was so wrapped up in the identity at this point of being a successful business owner, yeah, yeah. successful entrepreneur. So even though my body was signal and stop, even though I knew I was exhausted, it's like I was too deep in the ego of being this successful business owner um, to actually listen to my body. So the ego was, you know, it had a, it had a life and an energy of, of its own at this point. And so the ego death of that was that like, you know, you have to let go of the meat, the, the attachment that you have to that identity mm-hmm. because you're making it mean something. You're making it mean that if, that if I'm not busy all of the time, that if I'm not creating all of the time, that if I'm not putting out the next best thing and keeping my audience like excited about all of these new things coming, then I'm a failure or then people are going to forget about me or then, you know, my business isn't going to work or all of these things. So the ego death is literally the, the releasing of the attachment to that identity or that meaning or that story or that label, but ego deaths are not pretty (laughs) because you're so attached to the thing you really 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 don't want to let it go you've created some form of safety or some form of worthiness or some form of validation in having this thing um but you know it it gets so uncomfortable because the truth is it's no longer serving you anymore hence why an ego death is necessary because you will be liberated if you can just let go of the attachment to that. There is liberation on the other side, but that's why there's discomfort because 
we actually don't want to consciously let go of it. And then we might find ourselves in a situation, let's say I did a burnout, where we're then forced to look at the thing. Yeah. Release. I love it. I love the way you've described it as well. But the funny, what was coming to my mind when you were talking is, you know, you were almost forced into an ego death because your body shut down. You know, it was like, we're not doing this anymore. The universe is saying we're not doing this anymore. Whereas you said just before that, that you're kind of going through ego deaths every day at the moment. Does it get easier or do you expect, is it unexpected when it happens or do you kind of see it creeping up on you easier because you've been through it so much? And the sort of second part of that question is, do you still find yourself resisting it because of the uncomfortable feelings, but then you're like, oh, the other side is so good. I know there's liberation, so I'm just going to go for it. Or is there like a bit of a balance going on there? I think it's a great question. And I'm literally just coming out of like, why <laughs> an ego death? Like that, like huge purification that's been going on in my life the last few months. And it's been really uncomfortable. However, what I've learned in that is there are some ego deaths that I go into willingly where I think, ooh, this is an edge. I'm ready to lean into this. This is exciting. Like, I'm ready to release that because I know that there's liberation on the other side. And then there's other ones where I kick and scream yeah. and I don't want to do it and I don't want to go into it and I will put it off and ignore and avoid and pretend I don't hear it. And quite frankly, put myself through my own suffering to avoid that ego death to avoid taking responsibility over this thing that is limiting me mm. and I think it's something we all do you know because we only have the awareness that we have mm. we're running off the off the program and that we have you know right now but like yeah so I would say some ego deaths I've gone in to them excited and ready to transform and ready for the liberation and ready to let go of these aspects of self and then other ego deaths I've been like can't hear you <laughs> yeah don't want to do it like I'm just gonna keep going forwards with what I think is the best way to go even though I know it's taken me further away from my peace and my truth <laughs> yeah I just love it and it's it's so funny because I've been following you and I knew that you were coaching and doing retreats about spirituality and divine feminine and but I, I wasn't there yet at the time when I was following you, I was still kind of reading the secret and doing manifestation and law of attraction. I was kind of in that world. Um, and you were really the only person I was following that was talking about this kind of stuff, but I still had that resistance because I wasn't really there yet. And it was just wonderful. It's like, I would go to a free activation of yours and then another free activation. And then I wanted to move into my next question with you, which is I then, you know, entered a container with you called awaken the priestess and for me it was one of those things which made zero sense but it just felt so right and that's where I learned the art of movement medicine and movement meditation and it's actually now I mean I haven't spoken to you since about how it's changed for me but I now don't meditate like in the normal in air quotes way of like breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth I actually dance now I actually use that as my um, meditation, which is just incredible. So can you share with us, obviously we had the kind of ego death and ego death and ego death, and you could kind of pull down your business and started it again with the womb healing, which we'll go into next as well. So yeah, where does womb healing and movement medicine and 
like you are a bit of a cocktail of all these like amazing things that that you can do is that all just part of divine feminine yeah so what I would say, and I love that you've continued on with the, the movement medicine journey, by the way, that, as I shared a little bit earlier on, actually came out of my own um, discomfort, you know, like, so again, you know, the gifts come from, that can come from the darker times or the mess. And I was just trying to find a way to um, release energy that I could feel in my body or, you know, feel connected to my body in some way. Um, and that's where the movement medicine stuff came from. But yeah, I feel like I feel like the spiritual journey, and I've learned this along the way, definitely didn't know this, you know, over time. This is kind of like the five years wrapped up in a nutshell. You step onto the path of the universe and you're literally like, oh my God, you know, the universe, like spiritual awakenings, angels, ancestors, guides, it's yeah, all yeah, yeah. Family, manifestation, it's all exciting. And then for me, what what transpired was. I, I went deeper and deeper and deeper into spirituality, actually, like way, 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 way out there. Like I got super interested in like high, higher realms, higher consciousness, a lot of um, dimensional stuff. Like it took me way, 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 way out. Um, and that was part of my learning because what I realized in doing that was I was in this perpetual pattern of searching outside of myself. Mm. For answers and I think it's kind of like a portal that we all go through as well even on yeah. this awakening journey before we begin to remember it's actually about coming home to deeper truths within ourselves mm. and so my path the lesson that I keep learning on deeper levels all of the time is this connection to my body um I don't know if you resonate with this Tara you can let me know if you do but like for me my life, I guess I was always just searching for home, mm. searching for home. I always felt that missing piece inside of me. I never could put my finger on it. I felt it when I was a kid, I felt it in my relationship, like, like this, this just quest of like, I need to find home. I just don't know where it is. And for years I went searching and living in different countries. That's why I lived in Barcelona. I lived in Ibiza. I lived in LA. I was, I was convinced that the next destination was going to be home and I never found it. And then of course it transpired in spirituality. So then I was convinced that the next awakening was going to help me discover home or the next dimension and things that I could learn in that dimension was going to bring me home. And it didn't, it just kept taking me further and further and further away from um, any real sense of like groundedness in home. And that's because the home is our, the, our body, the home is us within. And so I feel like I had to completely lose myself a million times over in all of these things outside of me to keep coming back to this truth of like, home is within. Home is the frequency. Home is the place that you feel when you, you know, nourish and devote and keep coming back to yourself. And so that's where kind of like the womb and everything came in because I was like at this point of like, oh, well, I've never, I never felt connected to like my body. And then I could feel like all of this energy pulling me down into the womb. And I was like, oh, I don't want to go there. Like that feels petrifying. Mm. Like, I don't know what's going on there, but like, yeah, I just, I don't. I don't know what that is, but like, I, I, I'm super resistant to it. And, you know, the universe got really loud with me about me needing 
to tap into womb energy and womb healing because I had abnormal results on a smear test. And it was that that made me go, I've manifested this mm. in my body. I've created this on some level through, you know, emotional, physical, spiritual factors, taking all of it into consideration. Let me look at that. I don't just want to breeze over it and, you know, get treated for it, but not actually go to the root of why it's there. I'm ready to go into this. And again, that was one of those moments. My mess became my magic. I was like, let me look at this. And what I discovered is that, you know, we're, we're all kind of like in this perpetual state of searching outside of ourselves or giving our power away to authorities outside of us or um, just a lot of us feel like we're missing something. Mm -hmm. And I found that the deeper I got into my spiritual journey and my connection with my body and dropping deeper into the womb, the more this feeling started to be filled, you know, the more it was like, oh, home is where I am. Home is me. Home is my body. Home is this portal that I have inside of me that I used to be so scared of. The womb, I had no connection to it whatsoever. And now I've completely flipped my programming around that. Like it's a portal of divine creation. It is the, the portal that helps me create and birth new life, new visions, new beauty into this world. Um, so yeah, I feel like it's, it, that's, that's the truth. Whichever way we want to look at it is what is the thing that keeps bringing you back to you? What is the thing that keeps bringing you back to your body? And I guess for all of us, we find different things that work for us. And there's many modalities that can help, you know, like for my sister, it's breath work. And I am a huge fan of that. I agree. It brings you straight into your body. Um, but as we were shared earlier, the movement medicine really became my thing of like, this is how I create that connection to me is I move. I use breath and the movement and the vibration of sound in my body to drop my eyes, put some music on, welcome energy into my body and I'm home. I'm mm. home in that place. And that's it. Like I'm actually getting chills even saying that because I'm like, that is that is the medicine. And it's it, it, the question to ask ourselves is like, you know, what is it that we do so effortlessly that just allows us to feel home in our body? And that is that is your truth to live by. Yeah, it's just beautiful. And and yes, I, I do completely resonate with that. I was kind of doing a similar thing. It's like I went traveling to South America, trying to find what I was missing. And then I'd come back and then I'd work in another job. And then I went and did another big round the world trip and then had someone say, when are you going to stop gallivanting around the world and get a real job? So I got a real job as a primary school teacher and thought, right, this is it. This is it. Society will accept it. Like, everyone will be okay with this knowing it wasn't what I was meant to be doing and but not knowing what I was meant to do and just your whole journey is really resonating with me because I feel like I'm almost like I started out following the breadcrumbs like you just okay this feels good this looks good this looks good okay I did a similar thing where I was four weeks into a brand new teaching job in a brand new area with a brand new house and a new mortgage and four weeks in I was like I can't do this. It made no sense. It made absolutely no logical sense that I was about to quit this job that I just started. Um, you know, and then luckily my husband, who I believe is my soulmate, was like, it's okay, just 
we'll work it out just take two months off if you really can't and I was just like oh my goodness me but I feel like it's that it is that following of the breadcrumbs of okay what feels good and it's a searching 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 and I do believe actually we do need to go outside of ourselves at the beginning because we don't know that it's within us yet and even for you like five years into the journey there's still so much more that you have to learn anyway especially because the ego is just so loud and the ego gets so scared because it just wants that element of safety in the body so when it can feel safe because let's say you're doing a load of movement medicine and you know everything's great and then suddenly you're like oh I'm going to become a breathwork facilitator for example because that feels good to you the ego is going no 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 no. this is where you need to stay this is what's safe so I feel like for me I keep going yeah I'm very much like I was an anxiety coach and then mindset coach and spirituality coach and now it's like what's pulling me at the moment are messages I received a year ago from birth chart readings and um you know a mentor friend of mine who they're all they've all said Tara like you're a medicine woman you're you're a medium you're you've got all these gifts you can do this 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 this, and this it's just about you remembering but again my ego has been very loud and it's much easier to just go back into the box of this is what I'm doing but when you're being pulled like you said when you're being pulled to it you can't not and it's like but the idea now I feel like I I feel much happier within which is amazing in fact I would say I am happy where I wasn't for so long but I'm still very much learning of what that feeling of true home feels like inside because there's this moment for me where and this is me just being quite raw now and quite vulnerable which is like I I know that I'm supposed to connect with people that have passed over. I just know it. I know it deep in my soul. But there's a part of me that's like, oh, let me go and take a mediumship course or something because it's like I need to go outside of myself again. When actually all the messages I'm getting through everywhere, thick and fast everywhere is saying silence. Like Tara, you need to carve time out to be silent. I'm talking, I'll, I'll open a book and it will say silence. I'll get a message from a friend. That it's all over the place. And it's like, I have this fear. It's almost like I know an ego death is coming. I think probably in my reality of stepping away from the label, you know, the label of like, I'm a spiritual coach. It's like, and even having this label of medium, it's not even that. It's more about, yeah, it's that finding that inner being and that inner truth and that acceptance of self and devotion to self like you said um it yeah so it's just everything you're saying is really resonating with me because it but I also feel a little bit of fear like oh gosh you know I I haven't even really tapped into my potential because and it's scary and the ego's like no 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 just stay down here <laughs> it keeps on going like you're, you're just in it like you're just in the seasons and cycles and the the callings of all of the different facets of the divine feminine like I resonate with everything that you're sharing I go through phases of you know feeling more embodied in my medicine woman energy and then I go through other phases right now uh, right now I'm feeling more in my maiden mm. energy which is so fascinating for me because yeah, I'm back in the energy of when I started this five years ago and the energy feels very playful maiden inspirational kind of like just light hearted, fun, free flowy. And I'm actually so glad to have this essence and energy coming back through. But just, you know, a few months ago, I was deep in like medicine woman energy, ceremonial energy, like deep transformation, because that's where I was at at the time. And so I think, you know, we go through these 
that the real gift and the real blessing and the real strength for us is to be able to trust whichever season that we are in. But yeah, like with that comes a release of an attachment to an identity that you formed or even the way that you present yourself in your business and the offerings that you offer. One of the biggest things I've learned throughout this is I, I go through this phase, as I said, of life, death, rebirth. And so my offerings reflect that mode of where I'm at. You know, if I'm, I feel like I'm coming into a season, I've just been in a huge purification. So whilst I was in such a deeply transformative space, a lot of my offerings were deeper, like, you know, Awaken the Priestess was more about the, the movement and the medicine and the channeling of the energies and more kind of like the deeper transformative stuff and the awakening to your gifts and stuff that maybe not everybody resonates with but you know if you're so far on in your journey then you will and now I'm like back in this energy of light playfulness um ready to talk more about just the lighter stuff that's more that everyone can relate to yeah I do you know what I absolutely love that and but what you have now is five years worth of lessons and knowledge and deaths and rebirths so you're back in that energy but you know now you're not going to fall back in the patterns of leading to burnout so does it does it just feel more exciting and you have sort of more faith of where it's going to go yeah I feel like I feel like I'm in this position I'm also so I'm in a different stage in my life now as well so I'm 34 I'll be 35 this year I feel in the energy of right the next decade of my life is going to look very different to the last five years so the girl who started this business and had this vision to create a community and go on this spiritual journey of self-discovery and share that with everyone, you know, I've done that over the last five years, but my, my drive had a very different motive behind it then, you know, I was newly awakening, I was on a path of self-discovery, I was really just trying to discover who I was, what my mission was, and be an inspiration to others in the process. Now I feel like I'm in a space where I'm like, I know who I am, yeah. you know, I, I know what I'm here to do. I've experienced, I've peeled back so many layers and I know I'm going to peel back more, but like, I know on so many dimensional levels, like what I'm capable of, like you said before, like this whole cocktail of <laughs> different modalities and tools that I've learned along the way that I can now offer into something. So now I feel like, okay, now I feel in a much more embodied place of, yeah. the light the shadow the gifts the knowing have trust in my abilities now I'm kind of like right what's the next decade of your life going to look like what do you want to dedicate your life to in the next 10 years how do you want to show up because the way you've been showing up in the last five years is that sustainable for this next 10 years of your life and the truth is I would really love that on my path in the next 10 years you know that I do get to have the family and the kids and the, the husband and more dogs and all of that stuff so yeah I feel like I've got this real gift of a bird's eye perspective of five years of failures and lessons yeah. and mess <laughs> but also five years of sharpening my tools understanding my gifts trusting in my abilities and now to wrap that all up and go what do we get to create now? Go oh, on. it's just so beautiful. And you know, the main energy, obviously, like we're sitting here on Zoom, the main energy I, re I receive from you is actually gratitude. Um, I feel like you, you, you truly are like completely embodying this energy of like, 
you're here for it all. Um, and it's really, really inspiring. And I know that's going to come through for everyone listening. Um, I've got about 150 questions, but we're going to have to end somewhere. So um, <laughs> what, what have you, you know, got coming up? Where can people find you? Obviously, I'm going to put everything in the show notes, but with this exciting kind of new slash old energy, yeah, what's coming up for you? Oh, I'm so excited to share. So yeah, I've gone full circle back to kind of the, the maiden, inspirational, playful, adventurous energy that I had in the beginning of this journey. And what that was a huge focus on for me was building community and creating gorgeous experiences to bring women together so that they could lift each other up, you know, inspire each other, activate each other, have the spiritual conversations with each other. Um, so what I'm really planning going forwards is putting my energy back into my community, my in-person community, my in-person experiences. I'm looking to plan some day retreats in the mountains and the Lake District just to connect us with nature, um, women's circles, online ceremonies. And yeah, what I really want to get focused on doing this summer, what I really feel called to do is kind of now that I have this knowing of all of these different abilities and things that have been super helpful to me over the last five years, I want to condense as everything into one signature course that mm. kind of takes everything that I've learned <laughs> over the last five years, the, the gifts, the intuition, the the devotion to self, the devotion to living a life, you know, committed to the, the union of your divine feminine and masculine energies. And I want to put that into one signature course that really takes someone in, you know, a very short period of time, quantum speed, mm -hmm. <laughs> everything that I just kind of tapped into there over the last five years and, and put that all in. So Stay tuned for details on that. That's what I'm working on in the background. But in the meantime, definitely connect with me on my social medias. I've now got two. I've literally just started a, a second. Yeah, I just followed you today. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the community was, as I said, it was established in 2017 when this journey began. But I've just literally created as a, a separate Instagram so that I can share the offerings and keep it clean and just keep all of the newness and the freshness on one page. So, yeah, my personal Instagram is at X. Flynn and the community Instagram is at Soul Savvy Collective. Oh, honestly, thank you so much. Last question. Um, for anyone listening who is a bit like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is too much for me. And you know, but they wouldn't be listening if they weren't kind of intrigued. What's a good like starting point when it comes to you feeling like you want to get involved in this divine feminine or healing or what would you say intuitively would be a good place to start first of all I would say witness and acknowledge the resistance that you feel if there's one thing I've learned on this path it's that we need to lean into the edges that scare us the most and where there is resistance even greater resistance you know is usually the medicine that we need the most so mm. if you're feeling super resistant that's normal and my invitation is challenge yourself to lean into that where to begin I feel like I feel like what I'm going to say is get yourself around people mm. who are of a like-mindedness even if it's just you know a meditation group a walking group um a, a spiritual angel card group I don't know whatever 
put yourself out your comfort zone and just go to something where you get to connect with other people on a similar level. Because I think a big part of this is confidence. And we have confidence when we're having, you know, amazing conversations with other people and we see things in others that are a gorgeous reflection to us. And I think it's so tempting sometimes to think about like, you know, what book should we read? What should we do? What should we go study? What action should I take? Just tell mm-hmm. me what to do and I'll do it. And we can do that as well, but it's, we don't have to go on this journey alone. And I feel like that's the biggest message is um, do, if, if you're going to do anything, it's going to feel scary, you know, put yourself out there and, and go connect with a community of people who are going to be able to reflect that like back to you. I mean just such a beautiful answer thank you so so much and I will definitely be having you on the podcast again uh, to find out more about what ego deaths you've gone through maybe in the next year or something <laughs> I would happily come back again and again yeah I'm in a as I say I'm in a huge flow of creation and expansion which is welcome after um, my season of death and purification <laughs> which was also welcome you know to yeah walk through the some messiness as well and discover more gifts and more abilities so now it's time to put it all into into practice and play with it amazing thank you so much thank you tara and thank you to thank you so much for listening i hope that you have taken um exactly what your soul needed to hear from that episode i mean for me the biggest thing is all about trusting that whatever season that you're going through um the good the bad um the ups the downs what Sarah said is that the real gift and blessing is just to trust and release that attachment to the identity. Um, I just thought it was such a beautiful way of putting it. And um, I'm definitely going to be taking that forward in my life. Um, And as you heard that, obviously, Sarah just said at the end about getting yourself around people who are of a like mind, if you really feel like you want to start or develop or deepen your spiritual journey, my monthly membership, The Awakening Sisterhood, would be perfect for you who wants to start or deepen your journey. I have a monthly masterclass in different topics around mindset and spirituality. We have live full moon and new moon journaling, two monthly online sisterhood circles where we meet on Zoom just to check in, share our stories just for you to feel seen and feel heard. And we have guest expert speakers in angelic healing, um, astrology, crystal healing, divine feminine, with just such a really fellow supportive circle. So you can click on the link below this episode um, to take you straight there to the page to read a bit more or you can just DM me on Instagram and definitely reach out to Sarah. Her links are below this podcast as well. Yeah, have an amazing week and I will see you very soon.